Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi, I'm Alex. Welcome to Episode 17. As many of you know, I am part of the Bernina family, and since I have been working with Bernina, I've learned a whole lot about sewing machines. And recently, I had the opportunity to spend some time with Martin Favre, who is president of Bernina USA, and he really knows this industry inside and out, and he shared some insights that I think you will find incredibly interesting. I'm grateful that he said yes, and now I'm here to share my interview with the president of Bernina USA and my friend, Martin Favre. Martin, thank you so much for setting aside some time from your busy schedule and to spend with us today. You're most welcome. Well, what I'd like to do today is talk about sewing machines, history of Bernina, and all the good stuff that probably the average person doesn't know. When was the first sewing machine developed, and what was it like? Well, I think, Alex, you have to go back uh, a good number of years. Actually, you have to go back to about 1820, 1830. It was actually a French tailor, Mr. Timonier, who invented the first sewing machine, maybe the first sewing device. Very basic, uh, how to form a stitch, and that was in the 1830s. Then, uh, about around 1850, it was a Mr. Wilson, and I think another one we know, that was Mr. Isaac Singer. Mm-hmm. Oh, now we know that name. So basically, you had something going on in Europe mm-hmm. and then here in the United States. And those sewing machines were just very basic tools, mainly used for commercial purposes, not for household purposes. But more and more, uh, the machines became a little more developed and uh, were actually being used in households. Now, that was in the 1830s, 50s, 70s, and Bernina came into play in 1892 when uh, a Carl Friedrich Gegauf introduced and invented a hem-stitch machine. So, really, Bernina's been around for quite a long time. Oh, yes. But, you know, when we started out in the uh, late uh, 1890s, it was this hem-stitch machine, which was a revolutionary new machine because hem-stitching was very popular, but you had to do it by hand. And what uh, Carl Friedrich uh, found out is a way to do it with a machine. And that really helped us for 20, 30 years. So it went into 1900s, uh, 1910, ups and downs with uh, the economy. Mm-hmm. World War I was almost mm-hmm. bringing everything to a standstill. And uh, we noticed that in the 1920s, the demand for hemstitching declined. So they had to come up with uh, something else and the something else was actually a household sewing machine. Now, as far as Bernina goes, you spoke a little bit to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Swiss company, and it's family-owned, correct? That's correct. It's actually the fourth generation. Well, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, as I said, Carl Friedrich started the company back in 1892, and he actually was running the company with his brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the second generation was uh, joining the business uh, in the 1920s and was really uh, very much into getting new machines, more on the sewing machine side. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was uh, for many, many years uh, the the driver. It was uh, Fritz Gegauf, 
as uh, the second generation. And uh, he was in this business uh, until uh, late 70s uh, when he turned it over to his daughter. So uh, she was actually the third generation. And uh, the daughter then turned it over to Hans Peter Yochi, mm-hmm. who is now the fourth generation. And uh, HP has uh, two teenagers, uh, a daughter and a son. They are now 20 and 19. And there might be the fifth generation. Well, I've met the daughter, and she is a delightful young woman. She very Bernina would be very lucky to have her take over. I have not uh, met the son yet, so the account's still out. <laughs> now, I got my first Bernina in 1983, and I know that because I got it right before my daughter was born. And how big was Bernina in America at that point versus the international market? Actually, Bernina was... Um building the uh, business in the United States uh, as early as 1969. Okay. That was the year when we actually established uh, the Swiss Bernina as our distributor company in the United States. It was small at that point in time, and over the next 20 years, we basically grew our business. Uh, We acquired a number of distributors, regional distributors, and uh, in 1987, we changed our name to Bernina of America. Mm-hmm. And in 1992, we acquired the last regional distributor and were in charge of the entire U.S. territory. Well, you have a delicious accent. and <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and um, when did you come over here? Actually, uh, I came over in 1993. I joined Bernina in 1990. I worked three years at the Swiss headquarters. I was in charge of uh, a number of export markets. I was sort of the liaison person between the headquarters in Switzerland and the markets. And then I got the opportunity to join Bernina of America in 1993. That was a life-changing decision. I guess It wasn't just me. It was actually the the family, our two boys, they were nine and four. Mm -hmm. And the English certainly was not their mother tongue, so it was... uh, a whole new world. And I've met one of your sons, and he certainly has delighted himself with America. <laughs> he certainly likes it here a lot. <laughs> That's true. Now, what is um, what is the biggest challenge in sewing technology today? Because, man, it's come a long way. I think we have seen dramatic changes in the late 90s and uh, in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, for many, many years, the sewing machines were just pure mechanical machines. And then uh, in the 1980s and 1990s, uh, the computer technology was introduced to sewing machines. And today, sewing machines are really more computers. Right. And I think the challenge we have is we build so many features and so many possibilities you can do with these machines into these uh, sewing machines. How can we make them easy to use? <laughs> you're singing to the choir here, Martin. Well, it's, it's, you, know, you want to give all the power to the source, but at the end of the day, it matters that she sees the sewing machine as something that helps her elevate her creativity because that's what's important, what she does with the machine, what mm-hmm. comes out under the needle. Well, the 200, when it came out, that was the biggie. That was uh, the Artista 200 was a revolutionary new machine, and... Um, we feel still great about it. It does... Uh, Explain to people what happened, because it was really miraculous what happened. Well, for the first time, actually, uh, a sewing machine had an operating system that was uh, developed together with uh, Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So the the operating system is the CE, Windows CE, and uh, it, it operates like a computer, like you're 
Word uh, or like your Excel uh, software you have from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So familiar icons, it's fast, it's easy to use, and it works. And it's my understanding at the time it was at Epcot. That's true. It was at Epcot. Uh, Is it still there? Do you know? Uh, no, it's not there any longer. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that was in, 90, in 2002 and three, but uh, you know, life goes on and, and yeah. new machines came out. So what would you say the biggest challenges in today's market in the sewing industry? And I will even take it closer to quilt making mm-hmm. and quilt making. I think what we face as, as an industry is the challenge that every year over 2.5 million sewers buy a sewing machine. And the sad part is that only about 300,000 or 400,000 buy the machine at a independent sewing machine retailer or a quilt shop. How about the rest? It's too bad that this 1.8 million or 2 million people will never enjoy a relationship with a local retailer. Mm -hmm. Yet they spend the money and they will never experience what the local retailers can add to make this uh, experience a fun and uh, joyful experience. Well, I would say, honestly, when somebody buys a machine, you're buying into a family. You do. You really do. It's it's the the family. It's the relationship we have right. with the fellow sewers. It's the show and tell at uh, meetings, in classes. Uh, it's just uh, it's a meeting point to go to the store once a week, once a month, and just to catch up on, on everybody's life stories. Well, one time I heard that a sewing machine such as Bernina, one that's like on an upper end, or even I would say mid-end, it's like an onion. There's layers and layers and layers of its possibilities. And as you understand the first layer, you peel that away and then you go to the next layer. And really, by not taking advantage of a local dealer or quilt shop, you're cheating yourself. You're absolutely right. I think the uh, retailers today, the independent stores, they help you find out more about your machine. Right. And it's really a step-by-step. And there's so much to learn. And it's basically that you find uh, encouragement uh, at these stores. You find uh, inspiration at these stores, uh, how to develop your creativity. So, Martin, would you like to tell us about your first quilt? I'm still working on it. <laughs> it's going to be a king size quilt. Cool. It's going to be uh, you know my dream to finish it before I retire. Well, I will not hold my breath. Okay, um, what's the most exciting thing you see going on in today's industry? I think we'll see more and more younger people joining the quilt industry. I think the younger, when I say younger, I mean you know, those mid-20s, mid-30s, uh, mm-hmm. they want to be creative. They want to find something where they can express their creativity. And sewing and quilting is a great way of doing it. It's not an overly uh, expensive way of doing it. And uh, we see a increased demand for beginners quilting and sewing classes. And when we look at the students, these are the younger students. And this is really exciting and encouraging to see. I love it when I'm at quilt festivals and markets and you see the younger kids. And I know from my daughter, well, I know she has a basic understanding of quilting because it's learning by osmosis. Mm -hmm. She is very interested in sewing, but it's not quilting. So hopefully we're reaching out that way to young people too. We do. We do. I mean, not everybody's quilting. I mean, there are lots of uh, home deck projects, craft projects, smaller projects, because what these people don't have is a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So the projects have to be short, two, three hour projects. It should be instant gratification and it should be something they can proudly show to their friends. And that's what they want to do. 
Well, I would like to say I've been with Bernina for four years, and um, I've enjoyed every minute of it. What um, I didn't know when I came on board, I knew I loved the machine. I mean, that was for sure. But what I didn't know was what was the corporation going to be like? Mm-hmm. You know, big, scary corporation. And that is not the fact. It's a wonderful family, I feel, and I'm grateful to be a part of it. But what would you like people to know about Bernina? I think every Bernina customer should enjoy the Bernina machine for a lifetime. It should be a relationship that is being nourished and that's being uh, built over time. And we do care about these customers that they enjoy their machines. Sure, they will upgrade to higher machines, more better feature machines, but it should be the relationship that is being started with the first purchase and then just nourished over time, 20, 30, 40 years. So that these customers are happy customers they share their excitement with other people and bring more people mm-hmm. to sewing. Well, that is what I have seen with this whole company. And um, once a Bernina lover, always a Bernina lover. And I just want people to understand what a wonderful corporation it is. And Martin, you are a very busy man and you're very hard to get hold of. <laughs> well, we were drive the business and then we have lots of challenges. But uh, I'm very happy to... Um, see Bernina associated with you, Alex. Well, it's wonderful. It's a delight, and uh, we love it. Well, I love you guys. You know that. And, again, thank you so much for coming today because I do know how busy you are. Well, thanks for having me. And thanks so much for listening, everyone. Until we meet and we quilters, do get around. Happy quilting and sewing. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.